Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing one of my friends and colleagues, Corrine. Corrine was born and raised in Washington, D.C., where she left her successful career in luxury real estate in pursuit of entrepreneurship, investing, and personal development. She is obsessed with combining the power of peak performance, intuition, and purpose to harness untapped potential. The last 10 years have been a journey into spirituality, self-love, business, empowerment, creating wealth, and doing what it takes to create extraordinary impact. Her mission is to help others tap into the power of the subconscious and unlock new levels of success and freedom. Ooh, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited to be here. I can't wait. It's going to be a juicy conversation. I just know it. I know we were already jumping in before we even hit record. And then I was like, wait, save that for the episode. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me. Corrine and I met through Fast Foundations Mastermind with Chris Harder. And I just love her energy so much and what she's all about. She actually does coaching on money as well. And a lot of money mindset stuff that comes from our I mean, essentially undoing stories that we've told ourselves for many, many years. So let me ask you, what does that even, like, how did you even get into this? Oh my goodness. It's, you know, down the the wormhole of your own journey and healing. So when it comes to the reason I am so obsessed with this as it pertains to money is I had a lot of debt. I also had a lot of really bad patterns surrounding debt. And as I kept asking why it was that I kept, I would dig myself out of debt and then find myself right back into it. And this was happening simultaneous to having a really high cash months inside of my business. Um, I had gone from real estate into personal development. I was coaching and I was a fitness coach for a while and that moved into mindset coaching. And I was having big launches inside of online programs and supporting people. But really, I as I expanded my own education to serve my clients, I went through NLP training, which was the entry level piece. And then I went into master NLP. And as I went through that, I really started to open up my mind to the idea of subconscious reprogramming and how so much of the things that happen inside of our life are, they come from this time in our life from that zero to seven time frame that we really didn't have a choice in the beliefs and the thoughts and the feelings that got inserted into our mind, the experience. And that's the lens with which we see the world. And essentially I started to uncover that that was what was happening inside of my, my money story. I was essentially addicted to the struggle 
Yeah. So if, if I didn't have a lot of debt sitting on me, I didn't necessarily feel like I had to push on the gas really hard to build my business more or to create new clients or new programs and that sort of thing. So I would dig myself out of debt and thinking that's desperately what I wanted to, like life was going to get easy when I got there and I would get there and I'd be like, ah, what kind of chaos can I cause? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should go and buy five pairs of Louis Vuitton we're Louboutins and a pair, like a new Louis bag or something ridiculous. I mean, it was just kind of silly things. And it really wasn't the pursuit of the things. It was the pressure that I would feel when I had debt. Yeah. Oh, girl, you just like spoke to Sandra in her 20s (laughs) and in her teens, to be honest. I think that that is honestly so many people. It yeah. is it is amazing how many people I was actually just having this conversation with somebody today how many people live off their credit cards and not even from a place of necessity from just a place of like constantly needing to buy more for what we have is this perceived happiness and I love what you said there about not having this sort of burning desire to take action because you didn't have debt, I was exactly the same. And it's crazy how much pressure forces us to move. And so how did you come out of that mindset? What what was the sort of aha moment where you're like, whoa, I don't need to struggle in order to to live? <laughs> well, I mean, I have big goals. I have big, you know, I, I want to be able to, I don't know, do things for my daughter and to do things for my parents. And I felt like I was in a constant state of kind of pushing money around and I was really tired of it. And really at the onset of COVID, I would say, I just decided I was tired of, I was tired of grinding always. And I was so tired of feeling behind the eight ball. And so I just kind of started peeling the layers back of what was happening inside of my business. And really, I started looking at my margins. I started looking at how much money I was bringing in, how much money I was spending. I started having conversations with myself, like as of when I would go to purchase something is like, is this a need? Is it a desire? Is it a want? What? Where is this coming in? And I fully am in support of buying really nice things because I like really nice things, but I'd rather buy a really nice thing or invest in a really nice, like a high-end coaching program to help grow myself, but come from a different place, not to just uh, like being much more intentional about it. And so I started asking those questions and then I started to understand what a lot of the root cause of all of that was. And it really had nothing to do with money. It had to do with some subconscious reprogramming that I needed to do, some inner child healing and things that had happened, I guess, inside of my household, growing up conversations around money. But that again had less to do around money and more about like underlying things. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that you are touching on this because I've only just started learning about NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming for our listeners who aren't familiar with that term. And NLP is such an interesting, um, I don't even know what we call it, concept or uh, help me here. What's the, how do you (laughs) describe it? I don't even know how to describe it because I understand it myself, but it's like a healing. 
It's the it's culture. the language of your mind. It's essentially yeah. the language of your brain and how you see the world and how yeah. you perceive it, the lens with which you particularly perceive it because we're all sensory beings and information comes in through our senses. And so we're all dominant in a sense, in one of our senses, and we prefer to receive information in a certain way. And so when you start to get in touch with that, then you can start to get understand other people and the world around you in a much deeper sense. I love that. So how has your journey into entrepreneurship essentially cultivated to where you are today? Because you do some amazing work and I would love for you to just touch on who are some of the people that you work with and what is some of the work that you do? Because this is just mind blowing to me about the breath work and working on the subconscious and all of that. So I would love for you to expand on the kind of work that you do. Yeah. So I've always been drawn to working with high performers really in every career I've ever had. And so as I moved into this next phase of what I'm doing using breath work, that's who who I truly work with is high performers. I work with entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs. And what I really do is help people scale themselves because inside of building a business, being a CEO, being a tech startup founder, those sorts of like things, what's required of us is really to be able to regulate our nervous system, to expand our capacity for risk, for pressure, and be able to respond to people in a in a responsive sort of way versus a reactive sort of way. And what that really needs, what is required of us to be able to do that is a lot of reprogramming internally for you to have the wherewithal to catch the thought, to process it, to allow that to like you feel the emotion, but not respond in a way or react in a way that's going to be detrimental to your business, to be detrimental to your team, to your employees, and really enroll people into your vision. And when you can communicate at a very high level, you can get a lot more done and a lot faster. Mm, that is so good. Just like being able to recognize thoughts and emotions without being reactive is such a skill. It is so incredible. And I'm just starting to learn about this and scratch the surface as I enter into my own spiritual journey and have, you know, been listening to the power of now audio book and a bunch of other Gabrielle Bernstein books, but spirituality. And it's just like, it's incredible how much you don't know until somebody points it out to you and helps you work through it. And there are so many different tools that can be used to, to assist in this process. And I know that one that you are particularly passionate about and have gotten amazing results for your clients is this breath work. And you and I were talking about this before we hit record about what breath work actually does. And I would love for you to expand on that for our listeners. Yeah. So breath work is so, so powerful. The modality that I facilitate and that I practice is called hypno breath work. And the breath pattern that is inside of that is not a new breath pattern. It's called the conscious connected breath. So that's two breaths in and one exhale out. It's practiced in a lot of other modalities, but what's unique about what 
I practice and what I facilitate is it takes three modalities and puts them all together, which is a perfect trifecta for high achievers and high performers because us type A people want results. We run them fast and we, we don't have a lot of time for lengthy morning routines that don't bring us results. And so you literally start to feel the results in a hypno breath work session in minutes. By the end of the session, you will have a transformation that an action step that you can take action on from just one session, which is about a 25 minute session of, of actually breathing. So the science behind what's happening is we are flooding the body with oxygen through the breath work which changes the pH level inside of your blood and also changes the chemistry inside of your brain. By doing that, it allows us to open the doors to the subconscious mind because we are also dropping into theta state brain waves and theta state brain waves are what your brain is in always from zero to seven. And zero to seven is when your subconscious mind is formed. As adults, we only truly drop into those waves naturally at the beginning, like when we first wake up or when we're we're winding down to go to sleep. So through breath work, you can access those brain waves anytime, which means we open up the door to your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is truly the seat of infinite wisdom. It's the seat of where all of your, your core desires, your beliefs reside. So if we have an internal belief about something that doesn't match our external desires, when we open the doors, we can reprogram that to support the life, the the goals that you have during that time, which is where we enter into the hypno piece, the hypnosis piece, which is using powerful hypnotic language, hypnotic cueing to reprogram the things that are blocking you to release them. The breath is also allowing us to release those energetic patterns. And once all of that's done, we've released the blocks, we've reprogrammed, we then enter into visioning. So you'll drop into a deep meditative state. And if you have ever heard of Joe Dispenza and the quantum field, that is where this piece comes in. We love a, a good Dr. Joe meditation. Although his are, hers, his are a little bit longer. This is just a few minutes. And so in this meditation piece, you really do enter into essentially the quantum field and we create new neural pathways. And what I mean by that is we actually are creating the experience of the thing already happening in your mind so that when we come back into the waking state of the world, whatever it is that you are trying to create, you're trying to resolve, you're trying to heal has actually already happened in your mind because your mind doesn't have, your brain doesn't have the, it can't really tell between what's happened in reality and us sort of dreaming about it or visioning about it. So now you've you've practiced it. So when you go to do it in the waking state in this 3D world, you've you've already done it. Yeah. Which makes it much easier. Oh my gosh. I just, I just feel like I went into a trance listening to that because I was so intrigued by how this works and how the subconscious and the conscious brain work and all of the things that we don't know about the subconscious as everyday humans. You know what I mean? Unless somebody has told you or taught you how to tap into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why people take psychedelics now because psych- psychedelics is opening up the subconscious 
to releasing feelings and emotions and thoughts that yeah. we have suppressed in our brain or, or, you know, or have stored in our subconscious. Now I have spoken to somebody that you've worked with who has done a hypno breathwork session with you, Dr. Nevin Hushin. And she said that it was mind blowing. It was like a totally groundbreaking experience for her. She has such a transformation and I'm so excited because we're doing my session next week. <laughs> so I am totally all for this and this is going to be amazing. So what are some of the sort of outcomes, I guess, that your clients have after going through one of these sessions? So by opening up the subconscious mind in every session, we are always asking your intuition, your subconscious for an intuitive action step. And so the real magic of every session is receiving that action step and taking it. So that transformation really could be so many different things. But the real beauty is stacking those action steps on top of each other. So when we think of manifestation, which can it starts to sound like very passive. It's like something that's thrown around a lot, right? But really what manifestation is, is taking aligned action based on intuition. So when we're in alignment with our core values and the things that we're trying to create and taking action consistently, that's how we collapse time. And by stacking those actions on top of each other, that's how we create extraordinary results. So depending on the intention of a session, it really could be, uh, I've done inner child healing sessions that resolve a lot of turmoil in someone's life. And so the instant feeling afterward could be just a feeling of lightness and then feeling less triggered by certain things in daily life. From a money mindset standpoint, you can go in and completely rewrite your money blueprint, which can change your financial trajectory from that moment going forward. Wow. I feel like I've got a short list of 10 people that I need to be sending you right now. <laughs> and the really crazy thing is there's really no barrier for it because you could take it into, let's imagine that you're going to run your, I don't know, want to run a marathon. You can start using this for actual performance. You can also use it just to active activate creativity and flow state. So flow state is really when we're in the zone. So imagine you have a big project, you go through a hypno breath work and you come out and you can drop in and finish a project that you thought was going to take you multiple days or tremendous focus, but you're able to just basically drop into flow state and achieve and get everything done in a much faster time frame, like maybe two hours. Wow. This is so cool. I'm I'm like absolutely fascinated by this and it's I feel like the time is right because people are starting to take a look at alternative ways of changing their life. I I I know personally like I've seen this come up a few times on different people's social media pages only in the last 3 months. And so far I I'm almost in disbelief about the results because the results are speak for themselves. They're so groundbreaking and people are having crazy lifestyle transformations. Yeah, through, it is. It's, doing this. It seems almost like you're like, is that actually true? <laughs> totally. Totally. Like that. I was the, I was the biggest skeptic about this. 
So um, I would love to just know what are some of the clients, I know you mentioned that you've got high achieving corporates that you work with. Mm -hmm. How do you take somebody through a journey when they come on to work with you? Because you did say that the hypno breath session is about 25 minutes long, but I'm assuming that that's not all somebody would come to you for. How did that, how does that work? Oh yeah, absolutely. So an actual session, I mean, for the most, I mean, I do one-off sessions, but really the the beauty is working together long-term. And so depending on what you're coming for, it's curated specifically for you. But in a coaching session, what we do in the beginning is we talk, kind of drop in and just talk about what it is that you need to work on that day or what you need to work on that week. And through conversation, I ask some powerful questions and gain some powerful insights and information from you. And I take your language and I create the cues from there. You'll go through the session. And then what happens is in a session, you get these intuitive actions. You also get like really powerful sensations and visuals that come through. So we leave time afterwards to talk about what came up, to process it, to interpret it, to create an action plan for you to basically, as soon as you hop off of the call, to step into intuitive action. Because that's really the piece is that if we don't take action, it's the same thing as staying in a dream state, right? We can sit there and hope and pray for something to be different. But if we don't show up and do the thing, then the progress won't happen. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I know that that would be so beneficial for people that are dealing with probably high levels of anxiety and fear and Absolutely. procrastination, you know, the getting ready to get ready to get ready personality. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Constantly learning, but never doing is that, would that be somebody that would come to you? Like, is Oh, that- absolutely. Pro- procrastination also is a habit. Actually, it's yeah. funny. I just did my own my solo podcast on that just the other day because mm-hmm. what happens is we think we label ourselves as procrastinators, but we're just humans with a habit of procrastination. And you just have to break the habit. Yeah. So it's breaking the habit of procrastination. I know that's actually come up for uh, in a couple of conversations I've had recently, so I wouldn't mind spending a minute on that. What? How, how do you break a habit of procrastination? You have to uncover what the root cause of is like root cause of it is, it's typically fear. It's perfectionism a lot of times because Mm -hmm. we'll sit trying to perfect something before actually taking action on it. And then that's, it creates like a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that procrastination. uh, Sorry. Perfectionism is definitely something that holds a lot of people back. I know it's I know it's held me back in my business. I remember seeing that you you were getting ready to launch your podcast for eons before oh you gosh. finally launched, yeah. launched it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, this is this is so cool to me and how do you then incorporate this because I know you work with a lot of people on their money mindset as well and This is something that I am so interested in, obviously, because I'm a money coach. What kinds of things do you work with clients on in terms of changing their money mindset? Because as we know, some of the biggest things that come up in everyone's life is around shame, is about not having enough or needing to put on, you know, a facade of being successful when really they might not be. What are some of the blockers that you work through 
to shift that money mindset. Oh, that's a good, there's a whole journey. So definitely one is there's an inner child piece of going back and accessing what the money story is that was part of what you grew up with and re re writing that. I don't know why I have the worst time saying that. I feel like Elmer Fudd or something trying to say that. Like it's a tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually the first phase. And then there's a piece of really getting clear on what it is that you truly desire. Like where are your, your desires coming from? Are they yours? Are they from society? So that you can start to ask yourself those questions. Also, something we really delve into is attachment styles. So your relationship love attachment style is shows up in your bank account in a lot oh of gosh. different ways. And so once you start to understand that, you'll start to understand why you do certain things with your money. And from there, really depending on what your goals are, we talk about intuitive spending, intuitive investing, um, learning what your threshold is and how you can expand it to be more risk tolerant, to be more, or, or just to really be totally okay with your barometer and know that that's your barometer and what you need to do to feel good and secure and safe around it. Mm. Oh my gosh. You talked about attachment styles. Let's talk about that for a minute because I have done a lot of research into attachment styles. I would love to know how attachment styles reflects to your bank account from, you know, anxious attached to avoidant, all those kinds of things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you are an avoidant attached, you will use money as control a lot of times. Mm -hmm. If you're an anxious attached, you'll oftentimes use money to like buy people's um, affections or getting them to show up, which is then it becomes like not really authentic that they're showing up and feeling connected to you. They're coming because of what you're doing for them, not for you, which ends up a lot of times causing you to dig yourself into debt because you spend on someone lavishly in order to gain their love, attention. And in the end, it does not work. And then you're left with debt. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is... So interesting. So interesting. And what about avoidant with using it for control? Could you give us an example of that? Yes. So like we're literally withholding it to, to puppet a relationship in a way, mm. if that makes sense. So yep. as an avoidant person, avoidant attachment, you, you shrink back. And so you would use money to control in those ways. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Totally. It does. Yeah. It's like maybe guarding funds in a bank account or giving a spouse an allowance and not giving them any more if they, you know, needed it for something. Yes. It also shows up as like hiding purchases too. Yeah. Manipulation, all different Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. So does that get uncovered in these hypno breath sessions? Yes, absolutely. That's what we go in with the intention. So basically what happens in hypno breath work, you go in with a very specific intention and questions are curated and then the answers come through. So the beauty of this is like, you're the only person that knows all the details of your life. No matter how hard you try, you could try to tell me everything. And I'm only going to get a fraction of what's actually happened in your human experience, but it's there inside your mind. So through cueing, you can experience 
the things that you need to experience, heal and release, and then get answers to what's happened for you. So you truly have all of the answers. I'm just the guide. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just bring them to the surface yes, so, that, so that we can bring work through them ourselves essentially. Yeah. And, and then take that inspired action after the session, put all the pieces together. Absolutely. If, I, if I'm understanding it correctly. You, to- <laughs> you, you nailed it right there. So, I mean, that's the thing. I think we, we look for external, like in coaching, I think yeah. high level coaching, what happens is powerful questions are asked. You're drawn and those powerful questions help you find your own answers because when we are given the answers to things, A, they're not always right. They don't always stick. And we, we oftentimes don't take action for it because they're not truly right for us. And the idea behind what I do is to give you a tool and access to your own internal wisdom at some, I mean, so that you don't need me always, like, because we all have all of the answers inside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is so interesting. And so when clients, like, I mean, because I'm in the coaching world, I've heard about this and I found out about this, but how do some of your clients find you apart Uh from like, I mean, this is just because to some people in, you know, corporate or whatever, they would never have even heard of this, but we're obviously in the coaching world. We're exposed to, you know, hundreds of people that are doing different kinds of coaching and, and NLP and all of that. But how would somebody apart from a podcast or something like that, find into this type of modality and, and coaching? So a couple ways, a, I think corporations are starting to become much more Mm open-minded to things like this. I think meditation has become so mainstream, almost to the point if you are a high performer, if you're an executive, a CEO, and you don't say you meditate, you're people are like, what, what are you, what's going on with you? So breath work is really coming onto the map and the perfect springboard for high performers because it's experiential and it's active, right? Mm -hmm. So meditation, a lot of people feel like they can't sit and meditate because it's passive. So it's it's a perfect place for that. And so having conversations, I mean, how people find me are are conversations, uh, word of mouth, social media, I'm on LinkedIn. And recently there's been an app that just launched. It's called Mastery. And Mastery is a hypnobreath work app. So hypnobreath work is, is trademarked. My my mentor, my friend, Francesca Sitma is really the creator of it. And she's the founder of this app that just recently launched, like literally just a couple weeks ago. And we are actually having conversations with big corporations, with professional athletes. And so it the word is getting out. This is so amazing. And I'm so excited for my own session to see how this goes. What would you say has been one of the most groundbreaking epiphanies that you've had from your own hypno breathwork sessions? Oh, goodness. So from like a high level, one is that for the most part, becoming the person that we want to become our highest version of ourselves really is less about adding things and more about releasing things Mm. and fostering the things inside of us that were already there, cultivating them, paying a lot of attention to them. And in that piece that your intuition is so powerful 
And so it's never leading you in the wrong direction. You get these physical sensations that are really guiding you. And you could call it a higher power, a higher source, but there's actually some science behind this too. Your intuition is essentially a piece of your brain that is, or a facet of your intuition. You know, your brain picks up on patterns and it does it in um, so quickly. It's like this crazy high speed computer. And so a lot of times your intuition has just literally taken in data and made an instant decision. And it's really for you to pay attention to those those feelings that you're getting inside of your body, those physiological taps to heed what is going on and really pay attention. So those have been like high level things that I have have experienced, but more on like a personal level. I will tell you at the end of my hypno breath work certification, the closing session at the end of it, I experienced a level of gratitude and love that I can, I've only ever experienced one other time. And it was when I had my daughter and they put her on my stomach right after I birthed her. And it was the most powerful feeling that you could ever, ever experience. And I had only ever felt that depth one time. And I felt that at the end of my, my training at the closing session. Wow. That is so cool. That is so powerful. And what was it just like a wave of gratitude and love for yourself and, and just being like accepting of everything that you are. And it was just this massive feeling of oneness of love. Uh, And it was so strong. I was to the point where I almost couldn't handle it. Like I was crying and it was true crying of joy, not sobbing pain, but it was almost too much for me to fully feel into. Like I thought I was going (laughs) to burst. How long did this this uh, course take to do? It was a four day intensive. Yeah, wow! Oh my gosh, this is I'm so excited to try this. <laughs> and we're gonna put all the details about this in the show notes as well, so you guys can check it out. But I mean, just the amazing results that this is getting for people is just so fascinating to me. And from your story about how you just had this overwhelming sense of gratitude. I know that we talk about gratitude on a bit of a loose basis that you see a lot of like, Oh, what are things that you're grateful for? And you don't, you don't necessarily feel into them sometimes. Like people take it almost like, like you said, with meditation, it's like, Oh, if you don't have a gratitude journal and you don't meditate, then what kind of person are you? Right. But I think that there is something to be said for when we do the gratitude and really, um, you know, being honest with what we're grateful for and and feeling into that, that there you can feel things change in your body. You can feel Uh it in your brain. I started doing that recently, not recently, this year um, in the morning. And I can't believe how much it changes my day. If you start your day with that journaling exercise instead of scrolling Instagram, like you said, I didn't even realize this, but you enter that theta state first thing in the morning. And if you start your day in that state in gratitude versus in a state of instant comparison, hustle, you know, jumping into the rat race of emails and text messages and everything like that, 
You're hardwiring your brain to be reactive. Yes, absolutely. Over Uh, and over again. Yeah, absolutely. If everyone started their day with gratitude, like real true gratitude, not the like, just write the list and write like, yeah, feeling into it, like closing your eyes and feeling into it. I think it would truly change the world because you have so much more compassion for every human that you Mm -hmm. meet. You have real true gratitude for what you have rather than chasing things that you think you need. There's just so much, so much goodness that happens. Mm, I love that. I feel like I'm having a major gratitude moment right now for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, we're, we're having it. It's a cyclical moment happening. Yeah. <laughs> we're in like a gratitude loop. Yeah. So I, so I know you work with one-on-one clients. Do you have any upcoming programs or anything like that? Or how, how can people reach out to work with you if they're interested in trying this? Uh, yeah. So I work with people one-to-one, of course. And I do actually have a program that is coming up. It's called Scale You. Uh, truly and it's a whole journey of essentially what we we've talked about uh my door is always open for questions for experiences and of course i mean you come try it i hold groups all the time and just like one-off groups and i also am happy to do a just an experiential session for any one of your listeners Oh, that's amazing. Well, we will connect all of Kareen's information in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. And uh, you can check her out on Instagram as well at Kareen.Phelps. And go and book one of these breathwork sessions. If you're listening to this and you're a huge skeptic like I was three months ago, try it out because this could be something that would actually change the trajectory of your life if you were able to release some of the things that you are holding that is holding you back and really release them, not just say that you want to let go. And this word release, I feel like that's the word of my week because I keep reading all of these things that say the word release and release this and release that. And I just think that that is such a powerful statement of what you said is not necessarily that we need to have more but maybe we just need to release things that are preventing us from scaling and growing. Absolutely. Edit it out, make space. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so interesting and I cannot wait to try this session myself. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to all your listeners for sharing this time and space. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. And actually I was on your podcast, I think well, a couple of weeks ago, or has it been on yet? I We it, did an interview. We did an interview. It is coming soon. It has not dropped it. You know, I have so much content. I like, I jumped in and I was like, <laughs> I got to get ahead of this. And then I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to stop doing interviews for a little bit because I have so many. It's taking too long to get them all out. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. So you can also check out Corey's podcast. It's called Super Expander, and we will put that link in the show notes as well. She has an amazing podcast and some amazing guests. So thank you so much, Corrine, and we will see you soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. 
For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 